Welcome to Healthy and Happy, a program sponsored by the East Jamaica Conference of Seventh-day Adventists and aired right here on NCUFM. Yes, it's your education and wellness station. And as usual, we have a wonderful program in store for you this evening. So please stay with us. I'm your host, Adis Jonas Murphy. Thank you so much for keeping it locked to NCUFM. It's NCU 91.1, 91.3, and 91.5 only on your FM dial. And as usual, I am delighted. I'm ecstatic. I'm happy to welcome a friend of mine back to studio. Yes, uh, she is our medical correspondent. You've heard me use that term time and time again, only in reference to Dr. Michelle Hamilton. Dr. Hamilton is a naturopathic physician, and of course, she's here to talk to us about a very important topic. Um, one that many of us struggle with from time to time because we all encounter it. We respond differently, but we all encounter it and go through it from time to time. We're talking about a five-letter word called what, Doc? Um, S-T-R-E-S-S. Pronounce it for me, please. Stress. (laughs) (laughs) It is indeed stress. But before we get into it, Doc, I want to welcome you to Healthy and Happy. Welcome and feel at home for the next couple of minutes. Thank you for having me again. <laughs> no problem at all. Now, there's an interesting fact that I want to share with yourself as well as the listening audience. I was scrolling on the um, computer, just surfing the net, and I came across this very interesting fact. It says, according to the American Psychological Association, APA, money is the top cause of stress in the United States. No, I <laughs> I mean, I can understand it, but I would not have ever dreamed that this would have been it. It says money is the top cause of stress in the United States. In a 2015 survey, the APA reported that 72% of Americans stressed about money at least some of the time during the previous month. Wow, wow, wow. 72% of Americans stressed about money. But I wonder if this can be applied to us here in Jamaica. Um, do we stress over money? I mean, is money our number one cause of stress out here? I don't know. Perhaps. Well, we to tell to... you the truth, you know, we're known for, for saying Jamaica, no problem. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I always tell persons, you know, I would love if you could live in the U.S. And uh-huh. that survey that was done by the APA, uh-huh. well, it is quite interesting because I've lived in America for several years and let me tell you yes it's probably quite accurate because the system is built on a credit Uh system and if you have bad credit you can't do anything Mm -hmm. it's not a society like Jamaica where there's so much cash where you know you save you know all of that money under the bed or in the bank and Mm -hmm. then you withdraw it and you go and just (laughs) buy the car cash right Right. no it's a credit system and Jamaica is slowly moving towards that same Uh credit system so we're going to get there where probably money is going to be one of the biggest stressors in Jamaica, eventually. <laughs> I wonder, though, if we could highlight just informally what would be, let's say, our top three stresses in Jamaica for Jamaicans. What would you say? Well, I'd have to be a real Jamaican not to say that. <laughs> <laughs> so one, you know, mm-hmm. the dynamics of the Jamaican family, mm-hmm. whether it be the single parents or Mercy. those that have these multiple relationships. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. relationships is a big stressor. Right. Another major stressor in Jamaica would be probably just um, assets. People like to live at a certain mm-hmm. level and Jamaican Jamaicans dream. were very proud. Mercy. Right. We're very proud and we like to boast on what our kids achieve and what we have. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, a big stressor because then it pushes them to do things or to 
work hard and not take time for themselves. Right. So I think those would probably be our, our, our top two that I can think of. Can you think of a third? Because I'm thinking of one right now. Hmm. What would be the third? I think our just our nature as Jamaicans, our personality, we're just hot-headed at this for most Jamaicans. Impatient, would you Impatient. say? Yeah. I don't know. I, I am thinking of um, making ends meet making ends meet. So perhaps, you know, work because there is no, especially with the professional class, the working class, the business class, uh, you're working the hours, you're working the hours at the expense of perhaps, you know, to the detriment of your family life, to the detriment of yes. your health. So yeah, there is this need to achieve and achieve and achieve. Um, achieving is not that bad, but when it endangers your health, that is now a problem or becomes problematic. So we're talking about this five letter word called stress. And doc, I have often heard stress is not all bad it can be good there are some good aspects of stress i don't know you're the doctor could you just put that in context define it for us what what is stress sure so as you said stress in itself is not necessarily all bad mm -hmm. right so stress is basically any disturbance and it can be caused by temperature change in temperature heat cold it can be caused by chemical toxins in our environment hold on doc. back up did <laughs> i just hear you say that stress can be caused by temperature changes yes so in essence, when you're cold, you're like, I need to get warm. And like, that's a stress. Yes, that is a change in your body's internal environment. So oh. therefore, that in itself, for some persons who don't like cold weather, they get easily agitated, they're mm. uncomfortable. It's a stressor, mm -hmm. right? It's a stress. So it's any change or disturbance in your body. And it can come from external forces as well as internal, microorganism, physical trauma, emotional, strong emotional reactions. For example, like a death of a, of a loved one or somebody being gravely ill per se. <laughs> And it's what it does is actually trigger. Mm. So, right, it's a disturbance that actually triggers a response that the body is mm. not able to quickly adapt to and go back to that um, normal phase mm -hmm. of what you were before in terms of being relaxed and handling it. And it's part of a larger syndrome that is called the general adaptation syndrome, really. So it's a response that is part of a larger syndrome. And you say good stress, bad stress. Mm -hmm. So we have good stress which is eustress, and most of us operate on eustress every day. Because mm. if you think about it, you have a job after studying, and you got this wonderful job, and it's it's a part of your dream. You love your career. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. love what you do. That's good stress because it motivates you to work, mm. right? It's when now it goes to a level where you are not able to actually function on a daily basis where that, as you say before, you know, you're able to take care of yourself. You're trying to make ends meet and you push yourself above the normal. Mm -hmm. That is when now it becomes bad. Hmm. So it's, it's moved from the motivation, but then you're now changing your lifestyle habits. You're not getting enough sleep. You're not eating well. You feel like you're getting headaches. And I'm like, what's <laughs> happening? So once it starts to create these changes in the body or, you know, other triggers, that is when now we say this is a bad stress because hmm. you're not able to cope on it. And you keep repeating the cycle on a daily basis. And it has its, its physiological effects, which we'll talk about a little bit more later. Okay. So you're saying that stress seems to be pretty normal. Every one of us encounter stress we go we go through stress and i imagine that if we do we all don't respond the same way to stress do we no not at all and it depends on the recurrence of that actual stressor so mm -hmm. say for example when we talk about stress and we say everybody experiences some level of stress on a daily basis there are three phases the alarm phase the resistance phase and the exhaustion phase mm. so the alarm phase is what we tend to see a lot so for example you're afraid of dogs mm -hmm. and you're Walking in the morning, doing exercise, which I know you do exercise. Mm. And for some reason, <laughs> a dog just runs to the gate. You right. never, you know, didn't see him and he just starts barking and you're like, 
frightened, uh-huh. right? The, your quick, your immediate response is to like back away. You might mm-hmm. end up going out into the road or something. Mm. But you you get so alarmed that you start to back away or think of running. That's mm. the fight or flight response. Right. No, that's natural, right? It's not going to necessarily harm you unless, you know, you do something wrong where you fell or something right. hit you. But that's that's fine. Your body will naturally respond to that and then you eventually calm down. Mm-hmm. But some persons relive, they stay in that phase based on what it is. So say, for example, now, if you're mm-hmm. in a relationship and it's kind of toxic, you keep having arguments, mm-hmm. right? And it's not resolved. And every day you have to encounter this person and the memories there and there are different triggers each day. Mm. Things are being done. So it's like you stay in that alarm phase long mm. enough. So you move to the second phase, which is the resistance phase. And between those two phases, that is where now your body starts to respond because the hormones start changing. Your stress hormones, other stress hormones, your adrenals, everything mm-hmm. comes into play. Mm-hmm. Cortisol levels and then it affects your metabolism of Pro- foods. That's the word again? Huh? Cortisol? Cortisol, oh, yes. Okay. Uh. Yeah, so all of those things start to secrete a little bit different. Your adrenals um, become more engaged, you're secreting stuff, and then you start to build up a resistance. Mm-hmm. And then that imbalance in your body now will lead to some form of illness as you go along because you're mm-hmm. consistently like you're living through your, through your amygdala, basically, that part of the brain mm-hmm. that deals with fear is like that. So every time you see this person, it's like you either clam up, mm-hmm. you get afraid, or you become defensive. Mm-hmm. So it's one incident. But that repeat trigger things that you do, not resolving it. Mm-hmm. So you're consistently reliving it and the emotions keep coming back. Mm-hmm. So you're no longer in the, the, the normal phase of alarm, mm-hmm. right? You just had an argument, but then it's resolved. Mm-hmm. Everything is good in the relationship. It's yeah. like things are not resolved, so you keep living it over and mm-hmm. over. And that's when it becomes dangerous and bad stress. Mm-hmm. So what's the third phase of stress? Um, that's the exhaustion phase. And that's the very last phase when, you're, when most people will basically call it just collapse. Mm. Um, they have illnesses where they probably will end up being hypothyroid, um, hypoglycemic. Um, they'll just start have a lot of symptoms health-wise, and mm-hmm. they'll have to now go into the doctor. They test, they see some things are off in their blood test. Mm-hmm. But then the, some of them would probably have a diagnosis, some may not. So some would probably be diagnosed with hypertension. Mm. Some would be diagnosed with diabetes. Mm-hmm. And the list can go on because it can lead straight back to cancers, you name it. Mm-hmm. But being it long enough. Right. Yeah. So a lot of these lifestyle diseases are as a result of stress. Stress th- could be one be reason. They can be linked, I should they be can, yes. oftentimes to that. There's medical information Especially hypertension. And there's medical information to support that. Sure, especially hypertension. One of the hypertension is one of the most classic ones. Because mm. persons will say, but I exercise, I mm-hmm. eat, I have enough fiber, everything. Eat a little bit of salt. A beer, a cook <laughs> even without salt. I tell food. But doc, where's my hypertension coming from? Mercy. And I'm trying to say, listen, I've done your full health assessment. Mm-hmm. There is nothing diet, lifestyle-wise I can think of. But when I go to the emotional stuff, mm-hmm. some of them will say, but you know, but I'm not in any toxic relationships. I say, well, there's probably something still stored. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you know, we have a tendency to block things on and say it's not affecting me. Oh, yes. unresolved issues as you spoke. Exactly. And sometimes it's when you have those deep spiritual connection when you when you're either searching and you start going to church or if you're in church and there mm. are different programs that are being held that, that that brings you in back in view with some experiences that you have had mm-hmm. that is when it actually comes back to you and you're able mm-hmm. to see that correlation between mm-hmm. your health when it actually started because I like to take people back on that journey mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like to take people back on that journey whenever they tell me that you know, their life is fine now right. they have no emotional stress I just take them back as far as to childhood <laughs> and say what was the childhood like and as you come up somewhere along the way there is something that they eventually find Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that the decisions they know make, how they, you know, their life has progressed and how they live. Mm-hmm. It is because of those interactions or experiences mm-hmm. before. That's why that has made them who they are now. Yeah. But you see, the thing is, you know, we can't see stress sometimes. I mean, there are physiological manifestations, mm-hmm. as you said earlier. But um, oftentimes we can't look at a person and say, well, this one definitely um, is stressed. And so... Let's bring it in the context of the church community now, because we are a religious uh, body, we're a religious entity. What does the church do uh, in a case like this to to help individuals to understand that um, management of self is important? You know, I wouldn't say what the church does, but I would say the role of the church in terms of your spiritual journey, it Mm -hmm. actually points you directly to the word of God that helps you to address every area of your life Mm. so in terms of just how the church is so diverse the departments of the church Mm -hmm. and the support that is given the programs that are planned it actually helps you to build the different areas in your life that are most important to make you complete in terms of your spiritual journey Mm -hmm. to provide you with the necessary tools Mm. that you need for that walk and you know you said before that sometimes you know you can't see when persons are stressed but a lot of times we do Mm -hmm. but we just say oh it's just her personality and it's her way but the person mm. is basically stressed a lot, especially when they use certain words like, yeah, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all right. And like, so so you're saying those are, those are key words to look out for? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I mean, you're what? all right. Like, if the mere fact I have to ask, uh-huh. obviously I'm seeing something <laughs> that's not normal, right? Yes. Especially I've been around you a lot and you say, yes. I, I'm all right, uh. right? So we, we're kind of structured to just, you know, give certain feedback, general mm-hmm. feedbacks. Mm-hmm. That's what we do. But it's important for us to understand or really, as we would say, feel, understand your feelings and understand how to pick up slight changes in your body. Mm-hmm. Right. So you might have a simple headache. Everybody knows that. Right. Yeah. Your head hurting you. But subtle changes you can still sense in, in mm-hmm. terms of, you know, the uneasiness of your mind after a day's work, the things that you're contemplating, you can't sleep and learning to see that, you know, sometimes when you really get a little bit concerned about these things your breathing might change you're mm-hmm. you're not and then slightly you know you know you don't feel f- to eat a lot that day you might eat a little bit less or you might just be overeating mm-hmm. or you might just not feel like you want to exercise you feel a little bit down but you just brush these things off and not saying you know it's part of anything else so there there are symptoms but that we do see question though is it possible to not know that you're stressed yes because they'll I have patients that say, um, are you stressed on a scale of one to ten? What's your stress level? <laughs> right? Sounds familiar. <laughs> like, you went you know, there. <laughs> I enjoy what I do. I enjoy what I do. So I don't think I'm stressed. And then when I go a little bit more and say, okay, so that's great. You enjoy what you do. So mm-hmm. you actually don't feel it. But let me ask you. In their day's activities, how much time do you spend for ex, wife, family, right, all right, of that? Right. And, you know, I mean... Do you get things done on time or sometimes do you feel pressure? And that's when we realize that persons have poor time management skills. Mm. They don't prioritize Mm -hmm. and they like to get that rush of like, because I can do so much in that short space of time because I'm guilty of that too, right? I can do so many things in a limited time, Uh but I've come to learn that it is not good. Mm. So that will arise. Those occasions will arise, Mm -hmm. but you shouldn't plan and allow them to be just a part of your regular daily routine. Mm. You should prioritize, have good time management skills. Mm -hmm. And then when those occasions come, like an emergency, look at COVID and things had to be done in fast. That's like a new stress Mm -hmm. in a good Mm -hmm. good sense Mm -hmm. that you had to like do it. And then things normalize after a while when you develop a pattern. Mm -hmm. But you can't live that way on a daily basis. Mm. 
If you're just tuning in, you're listening to NCUFM 91.1, 91.3, 91.5. It is your education and wellness station. We are talking about stress right here on Healthy and Happy. Are you stressed? Like, seriously, think about it. You probably don't even know you're stressed. That's the other part of it, too. But um, Dr. Hamilton has been saying quite a bit of things that, you know, I have been just um, dodging bullets uh, left and right because, you know, some of them apply to me. And if you're honest, too, really and truly, some of them may apply to you. So um, we have looked at a definition for stress. We have also examined the fact that people respond differently to stress. Uh, th- there's actually good stress, you stress, um, that motivates you. But what I didn't know was the three phases of stress, the alarm phase, the what's resistance the, other f- the resistance phase. phase, and the exhaustion, exhaustion phase. And I absolutely love discussions like these where I get to learn a whole lot more. So since we don't have a lot of time left, Doc, we want to look at some of the emotional triggers of stress. What are some of the triggers? And I guess it would vary based on person to person and what affects each person. Sure. But generally, what are some triggers? So some natural triggers would be like relationships there in parent and children mm. as they grow, especially when they reach teenage years. Huh. <laughs> stress for who? Parents or stress for children? Both of them because they, they feel that they're right. Right? Mm. So they, they are, they're also experiencing stress. Um, family emergencies. Hold on. Sorry. Is that the same for toddlers? Like when they get to, let's say, age two? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just wondering. Well, I mean, if they have a toy and you're telling them it's time to stop playing with them, of course you're stressing the child. <laughs> they don't understand that, right? Um, so other, other emotional stressors are, for example, like a family member who is gravely ill um, mm-hmm. with a terminal illness. And, you know, that demand, that constant care, that's a stress because then you take away um, time from taking care of yourself to give them all that attention, to let them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You try to do all that you can. And then again, we're talking about grief, losing a family mm-hmm. member. Mm-hmm. Right, Emotional that you're closely stress. connected to. Closely connected to, and mm-hmm. sometimes you don't necessarily have to be closely connected. Could be a good friend, mm-hmm. could be a very good friend, and the impact yeah. that person has had on your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and then outside of that, it's just emotional stuff. You might be. In terms of work and relationship with persons where you just don't feel like there's good in harmony uh, mm-hmm. in terms of working relations. So every time you go to work, and I can give you an account of that, that happened mm-hmm. to me many years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a quite peaceful person, mm-hmm. but nevertheless, I had a co-worker who just felt threatened because of my youthfulness and the fact that there's a lot of changes that were going to happen mm-hmm. in the department. And they felt that they would probably be the ones to be sent home and they had been there for many years. So the person would actually have bad comments when I'm around, mm. um, say things directly, you know, mm-hmm. to actually distract me and stuff like that. And I would go to work each day and had a headache. Once I reached Whoa. through the gates and head to the office, I would have a headache. And as soon as I left, the headache would You're go away. Fine. And mm-hmm. for me, I'm like, I'm ignoring her because I'm not the confronting um, person who confronts person like that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I would just ignore it, but didn't realize it had an effect. Mm. because years later understanding I had a brain tumor a prolactinoma mm. yes that's not the first time I've about this anyway we're still <laughs> I on I talked air. about it what a lot <laughs> but yeah but that yeah. was the only stressful situation at mm. that point that I had and the, I mm. had a prolactinoma I didn't discover it until after mm. so the headaches were my first sign didn't know because for mm. me I didn't feel stressed I just basically ignored her and kept working mm. and a lot of well, us do that we're saying you know I'm a peacemaker I'm not you know I don't confront persons but we, we're sitting there and the words, we're yeah. absorbing everything yeah. that's going on around us, but we're just not reacting to it. But internally, 
Mm-hmm. How important is communication, expressing oneself? You just gave a perfect example a while ago. You thought everything was fine, but it was having impact in the background. How important is it that we express ourselves? You use relationships as a trigger when things are not going right in our relationships, familial, working relationships, friendships. Should we keep it to ourselves? Should we talk about it? Because I, I am a firm believer I must talk because things inside just need to come out <laughs> because they were not built to stay in. But let me hear your medical. You know, guidance. I'm a firm believer of that is just that I think we have to look at it in the context of a Christian and knowing what's appropriate, because most times when we think like that, we don't necessarily say the right things. So first of all, um, yes, assertiveness is a very important part of coping mechanism when it comes on to stress because we should be able to express ourselves. Mm-hmm. But I would caution us that we would try to pray about it, the situation. Say it's just two individuals involved. Mm-hmm. I don't know your background. You mm-hmm. don't know mine. You may feel that whatever you said to me or whatever you're doing shouldn't impact me so much because mm-hmm. of your history, your background, your family, your mm-hmm. orientation. It shouldn't. But in my mind, like, this is the worst thing ever. You're an evil person, but I mm-hmm. don't understand mm-hmm. where you're coming from, your view, and you can't see why is it that I'm responding like mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. So we need to be able to pray, have a relationship with God for guidance because mm-hmm. when we need to be assertive, we need to put it in the context of a loving relationship as how God would treat us because, you know, we are not any better when it comes on to communicating with God and following his instructions, right? right, right. So I think that is where we need to start and allow him to tell us, to guide us of how to address it mm-hmm. because being a Assertive is very important, communicating with those Mm. persons that you have issues with Mm -hmm. because you'll also help them to heal. So forgiveness is so important. I'm learning so much right here on Healthy and Happy. Have a relationship with the Lord. Ensure that you ask the Lord to season your words with grace, peace, love, and everything else that is necessary (laughs) for for, um, the outcome to be favorable or to be what God would want it to be. So we're still talking about stress. Um, We've defined it. We've looked at how people respond to it. We've looked at different stages. We have looked at some of the triggers. So relationships can be a trigger. Um, The loss of a loved one or the loss of somebody who has impacted your life greatly, significantly, could be another. Work could be another mm-hmm. environmental um, zoom in a little bit on the environmental one um so basically so if you think about endocrine disruptors so for example the products that we use you know mm-hmm. those nice smelling um fragrance works. yes the bath and the body works mm-hmm. and the deodorants all of these things the chemicals that we are exposed to mm-hmm. they themselves now biochemically can actually affect the different organs and as a result of that so you have problems with your adrenals so your thyroid ovaries and as a result of that then you know you start feeling sick and you're wondering what's going on you you're either pretty much hyperactive or hyperactive so it can Mm -hmm. come from external triggers that changes your internal environment and Mm -hmm. then you know it shows within your attitude that yes and personality Mm -hmm. so these are some triggers and i'm pretty sure that we could spend the rest of the month just you know examining (laughs) and highlight other other triggers but what are what are some complications that can result from stress you hinted at some earlier uh, you hinted at some cancers, um, hypertension, yes. hypertension, what, what diabetes, else? thyroid problems, mm. um, cardiovascular disease. What? The list is endless. All of these stress can so be. So how? Yes. Like I'm trying to. How? What's the medical explanation? You mentioned a C word called cor- cortisol. Cortisol, which is a stress hormone. Am I Mono- correct? Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. should have been a doctor. So I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, cor- but how does it really work? Though how does it metastasize to that disruptive end? 
Okay, so going back to the phases. So if we think about the alarm phase, the fight or, the fight or flight response that activates your um, sympathetic nervous system, basically, that pathway um, pretty much says, hey, I need some adrenaline if you need to run to save your life, all of that. So mm-hmm. there are certain hormones, basically, when you're mm-hmm. under stress that the body secretes. Right. And as it progresses, um, it includes other endocrine hormones. So like the cortisol, um, we start to look at how the body metabolizes, like your protein, your glucose, all of that. When you're under stress, it just changes the secretion Mm. of hormones in your body. So think about this person now after just being frightened once or having an encounter where they're upset. But then to have uh, go to the resistance stage where it is now um, continuous. So you're in a toxic relationship. It's mm-hmm. just continuous. Mm-hmm. You find that you keep secreting more of those hormones. So eventually, mm-hmm. this person, say, for example, if the cortisol levels are high, then um, basically they're going to have problem with sleeping because their cortisol levels need to be higher mm-hmm. in the mornings when you wake up to give you that energy to go around. So if you have all that energy in the evening and you don't sleep, it means that you're now secreting more at night. Mm. which should be the, the other way around. It's mm-hmm. supposed to decrease in the evening so you can get to sleep. Right. Eventually, now that now plays out into other areas where it affects your metabolism of protein and, and glucose. Mm-hmm. So therefore, that person can now become diabetic or pre-diabetic. Mm. So you're saying, but you know, I'm not eating a lot of sugary foods or carbs, but what's happening? Mm-hmm. That cortisol level puts more pressure on your liver, Right which deals with the hormones. Mm -hmm. And once that happens, it changes everything, your Mm -hmm. digestion of fats, Mm -hmm. proteins, everything. And once that happens, then you have, I mean, so many imbalances that can occur and lead to so many conditions. So Mm -hmm. people end up with fatty liver and like, why? Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. So we we, we tend to just think of like just the foods you eat and we don't look at emotions. We don't look at experiences and how that actually, because you know, one of our favorite authors and I know for you, she says Mm -hmm. disease begins in the mind. Mm -hmm. Yes, and science has proven it in so many ways. So, yes, you can have multiple conditions that can result um, as a result of that until you get to the exhaustion sp- phase where they actually just collapse. Mm-hmm. So this person might just have a stroke, Jeez. a heart attack, mm-hmm. whatever. I mean, they will just have some mm-hmm. serious medical mm-hmm. problems if not careful. Wow. Um, all right. So those are some of the complications that can arise or can result from stress. But I want to know what really are some practical ways to manage this thing. Because yes. I'm just saying, we, you know, we live in a very fast-paced world. We have, we have fast-paced lives trying to manage. Because, I mean, if you're a wife, you're a mother, you're also a hard worker, you're a husband, you're a father, you, you're, you're trying to balance so many things. What are some practical ways in which, you know, individuals can manage stress? Sure. So the first thing we want to do is at the beginning when we started that you need to recognize that you are stressed and stop saying, hey, nothing is affecting me. <laughs> Right. So that's the first thing is to be able to recognize for yourself that you mm-hmm. actually are stressed in some way or you have triggers. Mm-hmm. It may not last very long, but, you know, your triggers, basically. Then what you need to do is learn how to manage those. Mm-hmm. So say you're somebody who is impatient. Mm-hmm. Develop mercy, a mercy, technique where, mercy. listen, <laughs> I know my triggers. I know the things that really get to me. So I'm going to count to 10 before I respond. And I'm going to think about it. If I respond in a certain way, what, what are the implications? Right. Two, um, if you're the person who likes to be busy, routine, think about are you doing it in a healthy way that still gives you time for family, your own self-care, all of that. That means that you probably need to look at some time management skills so that Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you don't feel rushed. So you need to prioritize. So that's very important, time management and prioritizing. Mm -hmm. So you don't always say yes to everything because you feel you have the energy, Mm -hmm. but you do things with time that you can say, okay, 
I'm just relaxing at the end, at, at six o'clock each day when I when I get home. Mm-hmm. I can just relax. Mm-hmm. I don't have to do anything else. I'm plan not taking homework. Yes, plan. Yes, you may, should make time to do absolutely mm-hmm. nothing separate and apart from the Sabbath. We know, <laughs> but you need because remember each night we need to sleep, right? Right. And you want to have good rest. Um, we also need to look at lifestyle factors. Mm-hmm. So starting with rest, mm-hmm. are you getting enough sleep? Right, because mm-hmm. if you're not getting enough sleep and you're sleep deprived, that can be a stress trigger. Mm-hmm. Right? Are you actually eating healthy meals, mm. balanced meals each day? Three meals a day. It's not just the three meals. Mostly. It's what is in them. Balanced no, meals. No, I'm saying yes, balance. But yeah, balance. So protein, carbs, your fiber, everything, and not just mm. like junk food, snacks in between. Or not just rice and protein. Sorry, carbs and protein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or we say carbitarians because, you know, vegetarians yes. or vegans have a tendency yeah. to just eat a lot of vegetables mm-hmm. and rice and think mm-hmm. that it's balanced because they tell me that sweet potato have some proteins and I say yeah, two grams of protein. Do you know how much you need <laughs> for the day? Probably about 75 grams, really. So two grams of protein <laughs> and sweet potato telling me that no. So balanced meal you need to exercise yeah very important because do you know those same hormones that we talk about cortisol all of that do you know when you exercise you actually get to break them down much better Mm -hmm. so it's important that you exercise because exercise is like you're actually taking a pill that will change the effect of stress Mm -hmm. on your body so it's a medication my friend um uh, apart from that, you, we have botanical formulas. And it, mm-hmm. this is now where the person gets to a point where they realize, okay, so I have a condition. I can link it based on me sitting down, having a conversation, seeing, you know, how this person's lifestyle is, how they're eating. Then I can see, okay, what organs need support. Because eventually what you're doing is damaging several mm-hmm. organs mm-hmm. if you remain in this phase. Right. So this is where botanical medicine and nutrients come in that I'll have them take specifically for that period. But whilst they're doing that, they're learning the coping mechanism. So the breathing technique, progressive mm-hmm. Muscle, muscle relaxation um, technique. Um, we can do workshops with them where because of COVID, you know, it has really opened up opportunities. So telemedicine to actually mm-hmm. do um, consulting online where you actually work through some of these things. Because apart from that, if you're unable to do these techniques by yourself, mm-hmm. then it's basically need to be with a therapist mm-hmm. that actually takes you through work um, workbook questions um, and different techniques to learn how to deal with stress and to cope. Mm-hmm. And these are like supervised visits really that was what you use for some persons who just really can't manage it on their own and can you believe ladies and gentlemen that our time has flown by so quickly i didn't really want to stop the discussion here doc but you know because of time we must but i am so thankful that you have uh come to sit with us this afternoon right here on healthy and happy this evening we've learned so much about stress i i absolutely uh, enjoyed the conversation and yeah i need to make some time to reflect on this conversation yeah like reflect deeply <laughs> and make some changes and listeners for those of you who are in the hearing of our voices, I hope that you too will make the necessary adjustments so that you can live life really as true Jamaicans, having no problem, no problem. man. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Hamilton, thank you so very much for joining us right here on Healthy and Happy. We look forward to seeing you again and hearing from you again very, very soon on behalf of our hardworking production team. I'm Adise Jonas Murphy saying thanks to Errol Vaz. Thank you so very much for your patience and understanding. Join us next week, same time, same place, as we continue our discussion. God bless you. Perfect man 
And it takes a supernatural love to even understand That beyond the walls, behind the mask and confident smile Was a broken man trying to grow up and make life worthwhile And I know there were times that you probably shouldn't But I thank you always loving me and I know anyone else they probably wouldn't but I thank you always loving me now I know there were days I'd look at myself I felt like less of a person compared to everyone else what about this flaw too big, too small? Can I exchange? And trying to make up for where I fell short, I let sin slip away. But when I look in the mirror and don't like what I see, oh, I just thank you for always loving me. And I know I get bad, but you wait, baby. Thank you for always loving 